Welcome to Book Pile Banter. This is Amberly and Kim. Sarah will not be joining us for our 24 short story countdown in the holiday season because creepy Christmas stories have burned her one too many times. However, we are here to discuss an array of Christmas ghost and folktale stories leading up to Christmas Day. And we are here with Day 5 with No Light, No Light, which is by Gemma Files and is in Christmas and Other Horrors. Uh, Gemma is a Canadian horror writer, journalist, and film critic. Her short story, The Emperor's Old Bones, won the International Horror Guild Award for Best Short Story of 1999. And the plot is Tom has arrived in Iceland to help extend the longest night of the year. So, what were your feelings on this one, Kim? So, when it first started, I did not like it at all. Mm-hmm. And then it was... Iceland, mm-hmm. volcanoes, mm-hmm. Loki, mm-hmm. and I couldn't decide. <laughs> I, okay, so I I can't remember what I didn't like about it. I don't know if it was the writing. I would have to look at it again and you know read it again, and I'm not going to. Um, But, yeah, there was something about it I, I, I was, like, irritated with it in the beginning. He's not a likable character. No. Tom is, and yeah. I think that's part of it. Because at first I was like, oh, God, what am I reading? And then I went, oh, I'm like, okay, we're in Iceland. I realized he was Loki pretty early on. Yeah. Um. So the premise, so I studied a bit of, Volcanology, mm-hmm. a bit, a bit, a little bit. I am not complaining. Okay, to be I want to be clear. Kim's special interest is geology. Is volcanoes? Is volcanoes. I, so I like, have just, a volcano just, tattooed across my back. Just and, and on your feet. And, and erup- on your feet. I have two volcanoes on my feet, one on each foot, and then I have an erupting volcano on my back. Um, but this is like when you 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 see and, those and, neurodivergent people who have a special interest and like they could give you random facts facts about something at any given day, and and having <laughs> living entities within volcanoes is a thing. Volcanoes yeah. being alive oh. are a thing. Now I was going to go more scientific with that than so what I was talking about was one of the proposed theories and and i haven't really looked into how legit this is is that as we go to global warming and we get ice melt and we get more water melted in the ocean melted into the ocean the weight of the water compresses the planet and then the the magma has to to come out and then you get volcanic eruptions, you get ash in the air, that puts a barrier between the planet and the sun, which then decreases the temperature of the planet. And the ice. Usually puts you into an ice age. Um, so it, it is, while it is a solution, and that's mm-hmm. what they were coming with. Yeah. Global warming, they were trying they were to come eco-terrorists. Up, yeah, they were, they gonna were trying force. to force this to happen. Um, so... Did I find that part? Once we fell into that, I really enjoyed it. I can't, I can't remember what about the beginning. I, I was just like, mm. he's not a pleasant character, yeah. but I think you're supposed to start it going, what the fuck? Yeah. Going, oh, yeah. this is not a pleasant human being. But he's not 
trying to no. hide that he's it, an unpleasant human being. He is trying to do the right thing. Um, well, and you don't even think then, it's that. But then we find out he is a descendant of Loki. Yeah. And um, and we find out, okay, we're playing with the trickster here. He can't help himself. Yes. And that's the thing about Loki is a lot of, you know, you can like Loki as, as a character within Norse mythology or not. But Loki cannot help himself. It's his nature. Even when he tries to do the right thing, he, he fucks it up every time. Yeah. Um, I love Loki. Um, and not just not, Marvel not, Loki. Not, yeah, not no, not Marvel. No, no. If if you could see my bookshelf now, I have a slew of um, uh, well, I have what is it called? The Icelandic um, she has stuff sagas. that have, are different. Yeah, the well, ravens. I have, I have Fenrir, Fenrir and the I have horse. the eight-legged horse, and I have the two ravens, Odin's. Ravens, yeah. um, and then I have books on Norse mythology. Or yeah, Norse myth- mythology. So okay, and- let me just be clear. This story might as well have been all of Kim's special yeah, interests. Yeah, it it and and I should have loved it. And I, thinking back on it, I I, I do. I just the beginning, just the beginning. It really and, throws you off. Yeah. No, I, and and honestly, I was reading this. I was like, this might actually be the winning story for Kim in. Given up to that point, you hadn't liked any stories in Christmas and other horrors. I was like, this might be. Yeah. Oh no, this is right now definitely yeah. the best one in Christmas yeah. and other horrors. Um, and I was like, I also, I, I was also amused because it was looking at the solstice, but unlike the other stories that we've read, it wasn't trying to force a weird concept on the winter solstice. Yeah. The winter solstice and the notion of what the winter solstice does was permeating throughout yeah. this entire thing and the idea that but we're also looking at norse mythology and um and ragnarok and yeah ragnarok and 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 um that is going to happen around the solstice yeah oh uh-huh. uh, i liked that they actually brought actual loki into it and yeah he, he didn't pretend around it and skip around it you know it's yeah. like okay in Norse mythology, the gods are actual physical beings. There, yeah. it's, it's not you know your pasta god in the sky. This, yeah. this is <laughs> pastafarian. <laughs> it's a, it's a religion. I know. It's a religion. Um. Anyways, it's as valid as any other religion. <laughs> it is. I didn't mean that in a bad way. It's as valid as any other religion. <laughs> Pastafarians okay. are very devout. <laughs> Why are you laughing at me? I respect Pastafarians. <laughs> what? <laughs> Will you speak instead of just laugh? I don't have words. Or what just happened? <laughs> so just, just. <laughs> Come here, Murphy. So, Stop laughing at me, and it's making me sad. Norse um, gods, Norse gods are actual people actual walking people. around as opposed to being a yeah. pasta god in the sky. <laughs> but you respect the pasta god. I do. <laughs> but I like the fact that Loki was a physical being. I like. I mean, this this writer knew enough that the wives were there and trying to prevent the acid from because it's the, the acid snake of the snake, poison, yeah, poison, yeah. Um, from um d- killing loki mm-hmm. into- or torturing him not even killing yeah, yeah because he's a god torture yeah. yeah 
Um, but no, I, I, I respected all of that. And I respected the science. You know, I, we've talked about in the past, I love more scientifically based science fiction. That's my, my true science fiction love. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. Now that I'm really remembering it, I, I really like it. Okay. I really, really like it. I just, in the beginning, I was just like, but I, again, I think that was very intentional. Yeah, probably, is, yeah. is the recognition that this variant, for lack of better words, of Loki, if Loki were to be a modern day man, he would not be pleasant. Yes. I remember why I didn't like it. Why didn't you like says, it? Lying, I discovered long ago, is a sort of magic. Um, it's all of the discussion about lying, and as much as I know about lying, um, their premise of lying is not real. I don't think that that the lying in this was was lying to be manipulative. I think it was just flat out lying. Whereas the lying that I am more inclined towards is towards manipulation. <laughs> We're maybe learning too much about Kim at the moment. <laughs> okay. So the other special interest that Kim has is what she can do with lying to manipulate others. So th- this was like your... Yeah, I knew about... you would say this. I, I told myself, I got to the end of it, and I'm like, Amber's going to talk about how this is like the book that was written with me 100% in mind. It it, it could have been written by me. Yeah. If I had ever decided to write, write this. Except yeah. you would have made Loki's descendant female. I don't think you would have made Loki's descendant male. Oh, I don't or know. non-binary. I could see you doing non-binary porridge. I don't know. But, Loki was very um, uh, Loki liked them all monsters. Gender and, fluid, yeah, yeah gender fluid. Yeah. Thank you. I couldn't think of it. I know a term. No, Loki was well. No, no, not even gender fluid. He he. It didn't matter who he was with. It was everyone: monsters, women, men, pansexual, and gender fluid. Yeah, because it wasn't just possibly even animals. I'd have to look into it. It wasn't just that he would be with anyone it was also that he changed himself to yes, be with yes, them yes. that's where the gender fluid comes in it's yes. his gender was adaptable yeah i didn't want people to think you were meaning how it's being done in the marvel mm-hmm. which I, don't get me wrong i love the loki show i think it's brilliant yeah um, I mean, but that is a nod to the recognition that the yeah, thought itself lo- is yeah. gender fluid yeah and polyamorous slash pansexual. And I would say, if there was any religion that I would fall into on this planet, it would be Norse. And, uh, but I'm not religious, so. Anyway, this book was just. It was good. I it hit all of your special interests. Right. As what I about, was. What about you? I honestly read it and thought, Kim. Kim. <laughs> I was like, oh. Because I actually, I, with these ones, I actually go back to the back because I like to know, like, the inspiration heading into the story. I find it oh, gives me a hard time to secure me into the story okay. when I'm struggling or to prepare me that I'm going to have a hard time. And I saw Loki and I was like, ah, and Vulcanology. And I went, ah. And then I went to the front and started talking about all lying. And I went, ah. Yeah. And I was like, well, Kim's not going to like this starting out. Because I was reading it, and I was like, it's a little bit difficult to get into. Kim's not going to like it. And then they started talking about volcanoes. I'm like, oh, it doesn't matter now. And then they went Ragnarok, and I went, yep, nope, she'll be good. Done and done. By the end of this, she'll be good. Um, I think the key moment that stood out to me is I really liked when they were talking about discovering the 
fauna and flora that was thriving in the volcano. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, kind of a special interest for me, not a massive one, is I have always been fascinated by the biomes in extreme conditions. Conditions. Yeah. yeah. Um, when I was in high school, or high, yeah, I think high school, when I was learning about biomes, when given the choice, I picked the deep sea vents to study. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did like the recognition that there really isn't any place on this planet that is barren in the sense that we treat it to be. Mm-hmm. It's just maybe not what we expect it to be. And for as much as I fear caves, that is another biome that I find fascinating. Mm-hmm. And it's a struggle because I was fascinated with caves before the phobia hit. Well, the phobia hit for a very legit reason. reason. Yeah. You you went blind in a cave. Yeah. Not literal, not physically blind, light disconnected. While pressed. While, yeah, you were, tight you, space. you yeah. were going through a corkscrew. Um so le- le- yeah. legit phobia because you can feel it. Yeah. Um. Whereas when I got a bit stuck in that same cave, mm-hmm. I just found it hilarious because it all came down to I couldn't lift my butt high enough to worm my way out where I was at. You still had light though. Yeah. Well, yeah. I could see the, the entrance to the cave. I just yeah. couldn't fucking get out. I, a guy I had could... to reach through, grab my hands, and drag me. Yeah. <laughs> I could not see, but but even the like caves as they try there's one there's a i think on disney plus actually there is a um national geographics where they are trying to get as the deepest that anyone's ever gotten into a cave Mm. um i think you would find that one fascinating there's also another one where they're going down to near antarctica where there is a new fire volcano the ones that are constantly like surface and um Lava lake. Mm-hmm. There's a lava lake um, volcano, and uh, them trying to push to see the lava lake hmm. um, in Antarctic style conditions. Hmm. Um, you would love both of those shows. Highly recommend you watch them because they each. So on Disney because Disney Plus, yeah, yeah through the National Geographic yeah. portion, they're each like 45 minutes long. Yep. Um, but yes, yeah, so that's the part of the story that I enjoyed is the recognition of these these extreme conditions still potentially have the ability to have something living and thriving. And I don't know why, but I recently had someone ask me if I believed in aliens. Does that work? I can't remember why. Um, and I, I'm like, yes, but not in the extent that you think. I'm, I'm like, there's just... There's always a possibility that somewhere else something is living in conditions that we would not think could thrive. Our own planet has proven that to us. Um, so why couldn't there be well, something if, somewhere, but we don't know what it qualifies as life for that planet. So if you want to break down aliens, mm-hmm. we've proven aliens. Yeah. People just think of aliens as little green men, little little gray men, whatever, whatever. (laughs) Um, We have found fossilized proof of microbes on Mars. Mars. Yeah. 
that would be the definition of an alien. Yeah. It is a living creature, proof of a living creature on another planet. That's an alien. Yeah. So, yes, aliens do exist. Yeah. Now, are they visiting us? That's mm. the question. And we're not going to have that discussion. No, because that's not what this is about. No. But I was just saying. Yeah, no. But I, I love the rec- that recognition that yeah. we well, limit if, our, our perspective of things. If, if you go into the big equation, and I can't remember what, what it, the name of it is, but the big mm-hmm. equation that proves that, you know, there's so many billions of stars and there's so many billions of habitable mm-hmm. planets because they're within the Goldilocks zone, blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah. And that means you have X number of aliens out there, right? Um, now I can't remember what I was going to say. I can't remember what I was going to say. I have no clue what you were going to I say. Know, so I know. I Wow. That doesn't happen to you too often. No. I got, I got so far into the equation that I can't, I now can't, I can't figure out what I was going to say. Must have been a lie. Yeah. Must have been. Family saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my grand, my, my, your grandmother, my mother used to say that all the time. Anytime yeah. we forget something, must have been a lie. Yeah. Yeah. That's Talk really about. funny. I didn't know that was from her. Yeah, that's from her. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I would have totally thought that was a. I I don't want to be general, but mm-hmm. I think it's a German thing. Which would make I sense. I believe it. <laughs> yeah. Which, which would make sense. <laughs> it's it's kind of funny how much of my mother is German. It's it's yeah. It's, it's little little hints of it. Yeah. Every once in a while, it's kind of funny. German, and then just every once in a while, you splash in some Welsh English. Very German. But she does have roots. Oh, she does in that area. She does. And there were just those. There are moments where she's going along, and I'm like, "This is very German. This is very that part of Europe." And then she'd say or do something, and I was like, "Oh, hello." <laughs> there is the weird, random Welsh English thing that just kind of, you know, passed down, snuck its way through. Good yeah. on it. <laughs> so. Uh, any other thoughts on this story? No, no, other than read it. It's very interesting. Yeah. All right. Then on that note, our intro and outro music is by Howard Harper Barnes, and it's called A Snowflake's Tale from Epidemic Sound. Don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe to Book Pile Banter on Spotify, Amazon Music, iTunes, or whichever platform you listen to your podcasts. We'd love to hear from you on any of our social social media platforms, such as Instagram or TikTok. You can find us at book underscore pile underscore banter. And don't forget, we'll be back tomorrow with the next short story. (laughs) 